Hi, welcome to Relationship Matters, a mental health podcast where two relational psychotherapists dive into topics that you actually want to know more about. My name is Jason. And I'm Carling. And we're all about improving connections. And enhancing relationships. All right, and today we have an interesting topic at hand. So today we're going to be talking about how is it that people can say no, particularly when others say yes? Mm-hmm. So almost like a, another way to put that is maybe how to be more assertive with our own needs over maybe some other things that prevent us from saying no, or sorry, yes, we're, we're saying no when we <laughs> when we say yes instead. Yeah, it's a bit right? of a tongue twister, but we, I, think we get, we, I think we get the point. I think I confused myself there. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it's it's such. Let's talk about this first. I mean, what what is what is assertiveness and, and sort of what uh, I don't know. Just thinking out loud for for a minute, what's the opposite of assertiveness that doesn't let people say no mm-hmm. when they want to? What are your y- thoughts, Caroline? Yeah, I think for me, you know, how I understand assertiveness is okay really being tuned into what do i need what do i desire Mm -hmm. and then outwardly expressing it to others and acting in the way that aligns with my authenticity on needs and desires Mm -hmm. right and uh sort of what is the opposite of assertiveness Mm -hmm. Ooh, no like specific word jumps out but sort of some some concepts of just like i don't know anti-assertive yeah yeah just (laughs) anti-assertive like i don't really ask for what I desire and need. I don't really tell others. Instead, mm-hmm. I prioritize things like, you know, maybe I'll be socially accepted if, you know, I say yes when everyone else is saying yes, when I really, really want to say no. Like, mm-hmm. what are we actually prioritizing over our own authenticity, right? So that's that. What's that's what comes to mind. I wonder, mm-hmm. tell me if this, this fits with you, uh, sort of the opposite of assertiveness. Would it be complacency? Oh, great. That's a great word. Yeah, complacency is just like kind of the settling in, right? And I think, uh, you know, I know I've maybe been complacent at times when I shouldn't have been. Mm. I think we all are because of, again, what we're prioritizing over, you know, maybe things that are more integral to ourselves individually, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me your thoughts about like complacency versus assertiveness. What are you seeing with clients regarding you know, this in life? What are you seeing Mm -hmm. maybe in yourself? You know, what do you notice about that sort of scale? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so interesting because there's, there's so much good work that, that we, uh, I mean, off, off of this podcast, (laughs) you and I uh, sort of consult with one another and and have really focused on how this theme really comes up a lot Mm -hmm. in, in the work that we do. Right. So the, the idea of assertiveness uh, or how is, how, how to say no, uh, in talking about that with clients, what comes up a lot is this idea of saying no means blank. Mm. Uh, speaking up means blank. Mm-hmm. A lot of that would say, I'm, I'm taking up too much space. I mm-hmm. am quite visible. I feel guilty. I am burdening others, yep. uh, etc. Right? So it's really, from sort of an outsider's perspective, it kind of looks like, wow, you're kind of self-sacrificing and you're you're being a really kind person and Mm -hmm. whoa it really speaks to your your kindness and let's just put it blankly like hey you know what this makes you look like a good person to (laughs) say i don't want to burden you so i'll just keep this stuff to myself so okay cool that's that's nice i wonder though how much of of that complacency just because that that word came to mind um uh as the opposite of assertiveness how much of that is 
maybe you invalidating your own wants mm. and needs in that moment and saying mm-hmm. what you're hoping for, what you're longing for isn't good enough mm. or isn't worth being supported or uh, isn't worth being vocalized uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, it means stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, those those terms of like self-worth or self-value mm-hmm as you're speaking that comes up for me right is is am i worthy am i as a person worthy enough to say no when everybody else wants me to say yes you know am i worthy to take up that space um do i value what i need Mm -hmm. more than what others need right and i think it's it's really it's really a challenge when the internal belief is i am not worthy yeah to be authentic, which is often saying no, when it's really just not okay yeah. for us to say yes, right? Yeah. How do you think? How do you think the ideas of like not worthy enough to say no when everyone else is saying yes? How do you think that comes about for people? This idea of not being worthy. Yeah, uh, I, I think this that's such a big question. I, you know what I mean? Like it's it's such a big question and an important one to to talk about too, where that part of where my mind is going is thinking first and foremost. Let's just be very stereotypically cliched therapist for a second. Let's talk about your childhood for a moment. <laughs> what about the relate? How was your relationship to your mother? What's your relationship to your father like? What's your relationship like to your caregivers if you didn't have your mother or father present? Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like growing up? Yeah. Right. And really going there. The reason why it's so cliched and stereotypical is because, hi, every single depiction of a therapist (laughs) sitting on a couch (laughs) goes there at some point as they have this accent. And Jason, how does that make you feel? Ooh, (laughs) another cliched one, right? So, yeah, no, it's it's important to figure out what's the impact of of childhood like on on our psyche what what's the impact gr- of growing up in particular environments on sort of the instruction manual quote unquote that we sort of inherit as a result of various things first and foremost the environment that we live in uh quite literally like our home uh the culture that we now belong to uh then comes the, this larger culture of the world around us, right? So I'm, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm thinking right now of more of, of immigration uh, and acculturation, right? So thinking of what if you come from a, what if you're, you and your family have immigrated to uh, another country? So you would have your own set of ideals, uh, values, morals that may uh, resemble or maybe completely different from that of this new host country that you're that you find yourself in. So what's the tension between the at home cultures relative to the in the current current uh, quote unquote world cultures that I find myself in? Then comes the good old gendered perspective right mm-hmm. i was just gonna say that yeah, yeah. to then say well, what are some of the the things that you're being told explicitly uh, or just implicitly so it's more implied i'm not going to just flat out tell you that you should or shouldn't do this but rather i'm going to act as if to say that this is an inconvenience or that you are an inconvenience or that this is not appropriate for you to do mm-hmm. and really behave in such a way that highlights 
in kind of really shady ways, to be honest, what those expectations of you in a gendered way actually becomes, right? Very good point. And I'd love to share with you my experience as a cisgender woman, Please. right? Um, and then I definitely want to, as someone who identifies as male, talk to you about that too, about yeah. what you learned in saying no and being assertive. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Is that not, right? Yeah, yeah. So as a, as a, you know, woman i i was taught and this again wasn't explicitly said okay parents were like no you should people please mm-hmm. right Ooh, decades of people pleasing that was my my thing mm-hmm. right up until recently and it was it, it's i think often the idea that women should be other centered rather than self-centered right? And I'm not talking like selfishness, self-centered, but should prioritize others' needs, be nurturing to others over nurturing to self, mm-hmm. right? And that there's a lot of pressure on, on a lot of us women to be that and be maternal, even if we don't have children, but be maternal to others, the taking care of others. So if everyone's saying yes, and I say no, ooh, I'm going to inconvenience others. I might hurt others. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? I'll hurt myself instead and I'll say yes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there is that just, you know, watch sitcoms, you know, watch commercials, read Cosmo. Like these are all these avenues in which we're taught sometimes explicitly, right? But oftentimes there's undertones of that, yeah. that to be a good woman, ooh, I should focus on other people's needs over my own. Yeah. So then am I being a bad woman? Am I being a bad person? When I say no, when people expect me to say yes. Mm-hmm. And when I say no, when, quote unquote, I should say yes, ooh, I'm a bitch. Right. Right? That's bad. So there really is, for me and for a lot of the women I work with, resistance to saying no when at times when everyone is saying yes to prevent ourselves from feeling bad, which means feeling shame. You know, this, there's this idea that's coming to mind right now, Carling, this, uh, as you're talking, the resistance piece to saying no, uh, I wonder, the question that came to mind is, what is actually being resisted? Is it the saying no? Or is it, is it something greater than the saying no? And what I mean is something like, uh, I wonder if instead of resisting the saying no, because I mean, it's pretty easy. No, there you go. So what what's actually being resisted? Mm. And yeah. sorry, keep going. Yeah, no. The the idea that comes to mind for me is maybe what I'm trying to resist or the the resistance that's being felt for me is this rewriting this narrative that I've been told that I have to accept. Mm. And that narrative being well what I'm needing to accept all the time is whether I like it or not it is irrelevant. I must take on as a female, as a identified woman, I must take on all of the emotional labor, period, full stop, because that is the only thing that I have going for me. Yep. I'm like, stop my fingers here because I'm just (laughs) like, yep, say emotional labor. 10 times here (laughs) and so in thinking of this idea of guilt like you were just talking Mm -hmm. about is well what are you actually feeling guilty for i'm feeling guilty for going counter the thing i was sort of brought up to believe as being truth correct i am doing something bad yeah and 
therefore I am being something bad. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that is, you know, you're, you're saying it's not just a resistance to saying no. What is that resistance to? Well, resistant to being rejected by others. Right. I want mm. to protect myself from rejection. I want to protect myself from not feeling as though I can't belong. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there's a huge, at least for me, but also some of my clients too, like um, a real social component to saying yes. And I guess people please. Right. And how oftentimes uh, women's value gets connected, women's value by others, mm-hmm. right. Gets connected with how other centered she is comparatively to focusing on self. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, those are my thoughts on, you know, f- genderized narratives of assertiveness for women but tell me your thoughts about you know for men and Mm -hmm. masculine people Mm -hmm. around assertiveness yeah i mean it's you and i were talking a little bit about this uh before hopping on here and and getting this recorded and i think that i mean i'm by all means i'm gonna first of all acknowledge that i'm not speaking for all (laughs) All uh, uh, male-identified individuals, And I'm right? not speaking for all female-identified. Thank course. you. Thank oh. you for clarifying yeah. that. But I think that at least according to me, my perspective, my opinion for whatever that's worth is I kind of genuinely feel as though it's probably this idea of assertiveness or not being able to say, to say no, it happens a little bit differently for both uh, if we're looking a little bit at... Uh, uh, the perspective or the dichotomy between men and women uh it it's the same sort of it's two opposite ends of the same sort of equation or same spectrum here mm. where for women to say no means that you're rejecting the narrative mm-hmm. of uh you must take on uh all of the emotional labor mm-hmm. i wonder what the flip side of that what the opposite side of that would be for men because there's also gendered ideals and gendered expectations for men and masculine people as well right so the idea of needing to be masculine present masculine behave in a masculine way i think we all know this idea of of not to use the word toxic masculinity but rather understanding the toxicity or the harmfulness that comes with that perspective of how to exist in this very gendered Mm -hmm. way right because i think Maybe thinking for out loud for a second, I wonder how this sits with with you, Carling. This idea of uh, as much as it's commonplace to talk about toxic masculinity, to say like what society is imposing on men and gendered uh, male gendered individuals as to behave in this way and so on and so forth, would there also not be the same thing for women to say there's toxic femininity? Yeah, and that's just becoming. Uh more prevalent in conversations Mm -hmm. around gender too and some of the things um i'm aware of that are connected with toxic femme femininity is uh you know female competitiveness Mm -hmm. right uh competing for you know male gaze you know valuing getting our value connected to how men see us right um and and also to not be a bitch yeah you know don't take up too much space and how toxic that is for many of us femme-identified people, right? Because I'm, I'm, when I hear that word toxic, I just think of harmful, right? And, and how it's it's harmful. Not that a gender in and of itself is 
harmful, but rather the expectations. Are they realistic? If we think back on a few episodes ago, we were talking about uh, this idea of goal setting and whether the goals themselves are uh, realistic. Are they too big for us to handle right now? Can we actually get this done? Uh, Same kind of thing comes back here for me in terms of the the social expectations, the cultural expectations, the worldview, if we're using a gender lens, that exists for men and women, is is are those expectations? Is that in and of itself realistic? Is that helping anyone, or is that harming people more? And more often, we're hearing and seeing the harming aspects of it all. So if a male-presenting, male-identified individual doesn't have the space to really voice themselves and are expected, they're of, of course they're expected to say yes, and of course they're meant to behave in more of an aggressive way because that's what's supposed to happen. And if they don't, dun-dun-dun, you know what I mean? Like, all of, what kind of judgments come there from others? Like, what holy shit, what are they going to think of me? Like, if I don't do this, how much of a man am I? Or this or that? And that type of narrative, which I hear very similarly the other way around to say, oh, like how, what kind of a selfish feminine am I to not have been able to care for you or tend to you or nurture you in the ways that I'm expected and supposed to? You know what I mean? So I, I really see this as, these expectations that uh, are sort of imposed genderedly, if, yeah, if that's, that's a, a word. word. It is a word today. <laughs> it's a word right now. But these expectations that, that are imposed on us, I mean, come on. Let's, let's kind of rewrite that narrative for ourselves for a minute and really yeah. figure out, well, those expectations are whatever they are. What am I expecting of myself? Like, what, how do I want to exist in this space, in this lifetime, in this body that I that I have I think that's a great uh, question to ask oneself uh, to really reflect on and Mm -hmm. we are looking forward to telling our listeners more as well about uh, you know what they can do to work on saying no when they really authentically want to say no right regardless of what gender you identify with Which, you know, I wonder, Jason, what do we do about this? How do we change this within ourselves? What do you think about this? Yeah, you know, the where where my mind goes first and foremost is is understanding this idea of assertiveness and really getting to a place of defining and let's really understand let's let's, let's keep it basic. Let's not basic because we can't understand, but just clear, right? Mm-hmm. What is assertiveness? In addition to that, what is not assertiveness? Like, mm-hmm. let's understand what it is fully. Mm-hmm. So it, instead of using the word assertiveness, let's use the word clarity. Mm, love it. Where all we're trying to do is just be clear. And that's what assertiveness is. It's in a very clear way, expressing ourselves, our intentions in a very black and white way. There are no shades of gray here. It is black <laughs> or it is white. That's it. That's all right? I think the the reason for that is, for the understanding here, is we often sort of conflate meaning uh, between things. I see this often with clients uh, when we're uh, conflating meaning with uh, uh, one that comes to mind right now is acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance and approval 
uh, being two that are conflated. So acceptance more so focused on awareness. Approval is something different. Mm -hmm. So you can be aware of something. doesn't mean that you have to be okay with it. Right. Right. So being accepting and awareness are two separate things for me. So assertiveness is another one where we are, we're often going to conflate the words assertiveness and aggression to mean the exact same thing. And look, I can be completely assertive with you without being aggressive. Let's substitute those words for a second. Mm -hmm. I can be very clear with you Mm -hmm. without being an asshole. Does that mean I can be very clear to you without being a bitch? Absolutely. Uh Absolutely. Right? So all we're talking about, we're not talking about aggression here. We're not talking about a, a list of characteristic behaviors that are going to lead to some ideal version of, of no, nah, it's none of that crap. All this is, is look, how can I just speak, speak and be very clear in my intention, in my wants, in my this, in my that? Let's not tiptoe. Let's not be ambiguous. Let's not be avoidant, but rather just be very clear. I can be very respectful. I can be very kind. I can be very warm while also be very assertive. That's really interesting that those assertiveness can coexist with, you know, clarity and kindness, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Respect. I think that's really integral for us to understand. And, you know, the idea of clarity also being clear with self. Yeah. What do I actually need and desire right now? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I would invite those listening right now is just to think for themselves. In what ways am I being clear right now? Particularly because, I mean, I've seen this time and time again. Uh, You've seen this as well, Carling, where clients come to us and really describe how they have a difficult time saying no or or being assertive and Mm -hmm. putting my foot down, Mm -hmm. so to speak, right? Instead of looking at how can I be more assertive, how can I be more clear? Mm-hmm. Let's be more reflective here. Take a moment every once in a while and just take an inventory on, is this as clear as I could have been? Mm. And maybe thinking more about if the answer is no, this isn't as clear as I could have been. Why not? Let's not judge it for a second. Let's not, let's not go into because I'm not good enough because I can't do it because this is too hard. No, 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 no. It's none of that. Why not? What's actually getting in the way of of being able to effectively be clear? Is it because I simply don't have the language skills to be able to express myself? Is it that uh, emotions were very much present and with me, that emotions sort of took over a little bit Mm -hmm. and got in the way of clarity? Is it another thing that I can't really come up on the spot right now, but is, is what, what's, what is it? What, what's going on? What's getting in the way for me to have been as clear as I possibly could have been with you? Am I expressing myself and explaining myself in such a way that you, whoever the you is in this exchange mm-hmm. would understand? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have I taken the time to sort of check in and ensure that you get what I mean when I'm exactly. saying, this or that you're trying to be expressive and, and, and assertive here a thing to keep in mind as well is is all of these things of of potentials uh that might have gotten in the way of being assertive and clear and direct with people i think one of the main things is how do i keep my emotions in check yeah. uh, to be able to be effective we need to be emotionally okay yep this doesn't mean how to be robotic this just means how to be more in control 
Yeah. Right? How to be grounded, how mm-hmm. to be calm enough. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? So how is it that if I'm noticing I'll, if I'm noticing the feels again and the feels are with me and all the feels are there, my, I might not be my most effective mm-hmm. in that moment because I might be my most emotional in that moment. And that's very okay. It's just if my expectation is to be effective, assertive, clear, it's probably not going to match. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not very effective when I'm feeling really scared mm-hmm. or really um, angry. Oh, absolutely. Right? Which is what leads me to maybe respond to someone with aggressive energy. So I think it's really good to be intentional and check in with self. How am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Right? So how does that make you feel? Great question to ask yourself. You don't have to rely on us therapists <laughs> to do that. And you know, there's also a nice little acronym to keep in mind as well. Uh, when when you're thinking about how what's actually going on here right now? Am I really in my feels or what's what's going on? Please enlighten us on that. <laughs> so I'm thinking more about if you're noticing yourself just being more reactive and just uh, not being as effective as you want to be or you're hoping to be, you need to halt the interaction. Mm-hmm. And I literally mean that. You need to halt the interaction. Yep. Halt. H-A-L-T. So ask yourself, hang on. So I'm noticing stuff's happening. So halt. Halt obviously means stop. So literally stop and ask yourself, halt. What's going on for me right now? Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I hangry? Because <laughs> that's usually my case. <laughs> Could happen. Am I hungry? Am I angry right now? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Mm-hmm. And that came up for me because I was also thinking, I'm also not my most effective when I'm tired. No, me neither. Right? So thinking about halt. Just, just stop this interaction. Halt the interaction. Do that self-assessment. What's going on for me right now? To address those needs. What, what's happening for me right now? If, if I'm hungry, go have some lunch. Go eat something. Take a little snack. Nourish your body because it needs that fuel to keep going. If I'm feeling angry, that's okay. Angry and aggression are two separate things. So if you're, if you're experiencing anger, that's all right. Let's understand where that's coming from. If you're feeling lonely, okay, equally, let's understand where that's coming from. If you're feeling a little bit tired, let's understand where that's coming from. Let's assess if we probably didn't have the best sleep last night, which today I might not be at my best. And being a little bit more kind towards yourself to figure out, okay, you know what? I'm probably not going to be as effective as I'm hoping or wanting to be. It's just going to have to be what it is right now. And let's act more kindly, more compassionately uh, in in these moments. I think that's a really great acronym too in terms of um, a needs assessment, Mm -hmm. right? What do I need right now? Okay, well, let's halt here and let's check in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this word gets thrown around a lot, but I I think the idea of self-care, self-care and assertiveness, I think go hand in hand. Totally. But self-care also means am I in an okay place to be mm-hmm. assertive and authentic grounded way mm. and if i'm not that's cool don't judge yourself about that but don't go take care of that need that you're now tuning into yeah no for me the the words that are synonymous with self-care or are boundaries and limits <sighs> totally right so to assess what's what's within my wheelhouse to accept right now and what is it that i'm no longer okay with that i'm gonna let it be known that i'm no longer okay with it because for me to know my boundaries and limits of what i'm willing to accept while also recognizing what i'm willing to reject 
I then need to know how to follow through with that. Yeah. Right? And to follow through with that, I might need to be assertive about it to let people know clearly I'm no longer willing to accept this or yes, I'm very much willing to accept this. Yeah, totally. It's also how to authentically tune into self. Mm -hmm. The halt is a great strategy to Mm -hmm. do that. Cool. So tell me, Jason. So let's say, okay, I'm doing the halt thing. I'm okay. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm all good. I'm not hangry anymore. I just had a great snack. Okay. Okay, what do I do next, though? I'm okay to be assertive, but how do I do it? Yeah. So if you can keep in mind this idea of being clear, and sort of that's the goal, is how can I be clear? Let's forget about how do I be assertive, because we can read the books and the podcasts and the this and the that about assertiveness and what that means and tune in, whatever, right? Just be clear. Ultimately, be clear with yourself before you're clear with someone else. Yeah. What do you want? Let's be clear. In this moment, ask yourself, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Right? Once we get a sense of clarity here of, I want, let's say for argument's sake, I want you to know, uh, this would all be a conversation in my head, Mm -hmm. by the way. So if this is, I want you to know that this is not okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever the this is. Because that's my boundary. Yep. And I'm about to enforce it. Okay. That's what I want you to know. How do I go about doing that clearly? There's another acronym. I love acronyms. (laughs) So we've talked about HALT, right? So that sort of needs assessment. What's happening in this moment for me? H-A-L-T. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired? Uh, I have uh, a clinical supervisor who also added an S in there uh, sometimes in thinking... uh, Am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired? The S could sometimes be sexual. I was wondering that because I also <laughs> thought the H could be horny. <laughs> right? So the, the S is more about the sexual aspect. Am I feeling a little bit sexually frustrated? Am I feeling mm. a little bit more sexually distant from you, if, particularly if you're my sexual partner? Yeah. Uh, so halt or halts, it's up to you how you want to take it. But anyways, you're all good. The situation is you're fine. You're no longer hangry. You know what it is that you want how to move forward from there. You can think of, I, I, I need you to know something and I need to organize my thoughts in such a way that's pretty clear. There's this model of therapy that really uh, is very skills focused uh, that basically teaches clients what these skills are and how to use them. So we're going to go over one of them right now. And it really encompasses that very same point of how can I get the message across that this is what I need from you right now? I need you to know that this is no longer okay because I've, I've now had my self-conversation with myself and I am clear on that stance. The acronym is DEAR MAN, D-E-A-R-M-A-N. Here's what this means. So DEAR MAN is a way for you to try to organize your thoughts in such a way that uh, you're able to Try to be as effective as possible with another person uh, in a very clear and concise way that doesn't manipulate or force the other person into doing the thing that you need, but rather gives them freedom and and options. Mm -hmm. So Dear Man stands for describe, Mm -hmm. express, Mm -hmm. assert, reinforce, be mindful, appear confident, negotiate. 
That sounds all amazing. Really great words there.、Mm. Tell me more, Jason. What、Love、does that、it. actually mean? Right. So, when we're trying to be assertive or when we're trying to be clear、mm. in expressing ourselves, be it our boundaries or the things that we need in this moment, we need to be able to be really good at describing things.、Mm. So, to describe it, we can go about it the way that we always think that we do, which is going to be. Assumptive, I'm going to judge you, I'm going to criticize you, and that's me describing just how crap of a person you are. <laughs> no, that's not describing, that's, that's criticizing, that's another conversation, that's another topic, that's another podcast episode. However, right now we're talking about how to describe effectively. Descriptions are factual, it's, it's facts based. So, the way that I describe this with clients is What are facts? Facts are obviously not going to be assumptions. They're not going to be judgments. They're not going to be opinions. Facts are verifiable. Facts are facts. You take in facts through five different、uh, sensory inputs in,、mm. in one's body.、Mm. So facts are seen, facts are heard, facts are smelled, facts are tasted, and facts are felt through your skin.、Mm. In other words, your five senses that you got,、mm-hmm. cool. All of that takes in facts,、mm. right? I see dot 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 is a fact because I, I saw this.、Uh, I heard this is my fact. I smelled this, that's my fact,、mm. and so on and so forth. So, when we're describing, let's describe facts. What are the facts of the situation? So, Carling, if this was you and I, and I were to tell you that this thing that you just did is not, not okay, and I need you to know that that's not acceptable for me, I need to describe what the thing is. Yeah. So、right? that I'm aware of what you actually mean. Absolutely. So I could tell you, why are you such a shitty person? I can't believe how such a shitty person you are. And then I'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? My mom <laughs> loves me and doesn't think I'm a shitty person. So what do you want? Exactly, right? That's not helpful. So let me just describe to you. So, Carling, last week I saw, I heard, etc. I saw this, I heard you say、uh, so on and so forth. I was here, you were there, you turned around, I saw you do this, I heard this other thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm really describing, I'm painting the picture, I'm, I'm giving context, I'm giving time and place in a very factual uh, uh, way, right?、Mm-hmm. So I'm describing the situation. To then go into expressing.、Mm-hmm. Expressing is where the things that we just said don't do, this is where you do it.、Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to express, it's an E word, emotions, E word. Heck yeah. Share your emotions. What, what is it making you feel? What emotions are coming up for you? What are some of the、uh, thoughts that are coming up? The assumptions, the opinions, et cetera.、Mm-hmm. So, Carling, last week when I saw and I heard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it made me feel. Kind of shitty. It made me feel sad. It made me feel、uh, as though I didn't matter to you.、Uh, it made me feel、uh, that this wasn't important. And I thought that、uh, you didn't like me anymore. And I thought that uh, uh, you were wanting to just cut me out of your life. And that made me feel even more scared and so on and so forth. You see what I mean? Yeah, completely. I really think like what you're saying is the I statements, right?、Mm-hmm. So when you did this, I felt awful. I felt like maybe you didn't care for me as much as I thought you did. Absolutely. Right? And really, really、um, taking ownership over your own emotional experience directly related to not me being shitty, but a behavior that I did,、yeah. which gives me space. It actually gives me clarity as to what is really your experience, right?、Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on defending myself.、Mm-hmm. 
Because this, with the I statements, I think of uh, uh, a lot of the relational stuff that you and I do with couples, right? And thinking, I'm, I'm specifically thinking of uh, some of the work of uh, Dr. John and Julie Gottman, right? And thinking of the four horsemen and specifically the antidotes. So one of the antidotes, so again, just as a, a little bit of a, a rundown, the four horsemen being four behavioral characteristics in conversation that contribute to negative uh, communication styles antidotes the opposite to that right so it's going to be more of the positives so the uh one of the negatives being criticism saying you never do this you always do that you suck to your partner the flip side to that is a gentle startup so this is where we highlight the the i statements this is where we highlight the leading with positivity positivity a little bit of of gentleness Mm -hmm. while highlighting what's the facts what's the emotion but also what's the need Mm -hmm. right so we're kind of doing that here as well, yeah. where we're describing what are the facts, what are the emotions uh, that have come up as a result of that. And let me be uh, assertive now. Mm. So assertiveness, interesting how we're talking about that right now, right? <laughs> so let me be assertive in, in this second. So to be assertive here would be, how can I be clear? Meaning, let me clearly tell you for that reason, Carling, the thing that you did last week that made me feel scared and as though I didn't matter to you that's not okay with me. I don't, I don't really appreciate that at all. And I need you to not do that again, as opposed to, could you maybe sort of kind of possibly, I don't know if it's not an inconvenience. I don't know. You know what, Carly, Never mind. Never mind. I'm just overreacting. I see what you're doing there, right? Is you're being very clear about your experience and what you desire to change mm-hmm. As opposed to leaving so much space for me to be like, oh, it doesn't really matter because you're you're actually tuned in more to mm, how I'm feeling maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, if you don't mind, no, what you're telling me is your boundary and what needs to change. So that's very clear to me rather than this whole kind of mushy territory, right? Yeah. Ambiguity or complacency that we're talking about. That's before. a more clinical way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> All about the clinical. <laughs> So yeah, no, the, to be able to clearly express all of those things is amazing. And then we need to focus on, at least according to this acronym here, the dear man acronym, needing to then focus on the R. So reinforce, meaning if you give me what I need, in other words, I told you to never do this again for these reasons. If I get that from you, here's what's in it for you. Mm. If I don't, here's what that means. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't what some of the 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 feedback that I get from clients here is that doesn't that sound like manipulative? Aren't you sort of manipulating people into doing something? It kind of sounds like a punishment, but I I think of the consequences, the impact. Oh, totally. Right. Where it's really, I think, integral to know what is the impact if, say, I don't change in this behavior. Mm -hmm. Right. What is the impact if I do? And we know positive reinforcement to be very beneficial. Yeah. For certain behaviors, if if we talk about the positive consequences of, of this and we see the positive consequences of certain behavioral change, guess what? We want to continue doing that. Yeah. All I really see is we're highlighting choice. Yeah, exactly. Right? That I'm not taking that away from you. You get to choose what it is that you want. You can choose option number one. This is what option number one looks like. Unlike a game show, you actually know what the prize is, right? So option number one is this. Option number two is this other thing. Which one seems the most uh, appealing for you right Right. now? 
And let me really reinforce that by letting you know, here's what'll happen, door number one, here's what's behind door number one, here's what's behind door number two. What do you want? What's the prize that you want? To then focus on the man aspect of it all. So to be mindful means that we're only talking about one thing at a time. I'm not gonna derail the conversation by uh, talking about uh, 10 different things at the same time. Or even if if this was a conversation, Carly, between you and I, I'm telling you the thing that you did last week is, is not uh, something I want to experience mm-hmm. again. And then you come and tell me uh, that I'm one to talk because I do these other things and so on and so forth. That's a separate conversation altogether, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not being mindful in this moment. I'm not talking about one thing at a time. Yeah. Right? I could be very tempted to follow you in this separate conversation to say, what? what are you talking about? I do this other thing. Then we derail and then we just lose ourselves. Let's keep it to one thing at a time, right? And it also reduces the risk of overwhelming the other person. Oh, yeah. So if you were to say, well, Carly, you did this on Wednesday, then this on Friday, and then someone would just be like, uh... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to leave, you know, because it might lead the other person to shut down. It might lead the other person to get in the fight flight mode, right? Mm-hmm. Yell maybe or totally run away emotionally or mm-hmm. even physically, right? So I think it's a, a very collaborative way of not only being authentic, but as actually allowing space for the other person to authentically hear you Absolutely. when you're using dear man. Yeah, yeah. And then in the, the A is to appear confident. You're in, in the physical presence of someone, right? So when you're there, be mindful of what your body is doing. Is your body collapsed in on itself as if to suggest you're even scared to ask for this thing? Mm. Or is your body open, shoulders back? Are you maintaining eye contact? Are you breathing as if to say you're calm? You know what it is that you're asking for. You're deserving of the things that you're asking for. And you're just being quite clear that what you're asking for is not unreasonable and needs to be respected and ideally heard and appreciated from the other person, right? So appearing confident, what is your body doing live in front of you am i collapsed or am i nice and tall looking at you and telling you this thing that you did carling last week Mm -hmm. not my jam yeah and i think that really requires giving yourself permission to ask for what you need and desire Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to take up the space and that doesn't mean you're a bitch right or an asshole right but that this is totally okay and actually healthy and authentic which is why it's the same uh uh when I was thinking of the Gottmans, right? Thinking of that gentle startup. Mm-hmm. I need, uh, or sorry, I feel about what and I need. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to identify the emotion, contextualize it with some facts and express my relational need in this moment, mm-hmm. right? Let's normalize expressing these needs because it is absolutely normal. We've all got them. Mm-hmm. We just sometimes silence them mm-hmm. because of things that we were talking about earlier today already, exactly. right? So the last aspect of of dear man here uh so we've described we've expressed we're assertive we've reinforced we are mindful talking one thing at a time uh we're appearing quite confident so my body's doing the damn thing right (laughs) that tells you i I really know what i'm talking about and negotiate Mm -hmm. maybe my ask that i'm having or that i'm asking of you carling is unrealistic or maybe it's too big or maybe it's something you just simply can't do maybe it is really realistic it's reasonable you just can't do that for me. So I then need to be open to, as you said before, collaborate and recognize that you and I are, this is a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So 
this relationship, I'm assuming, is important to both you and I. So in turn, how is it that I'm actually going to be able to express this to you uh, in such a way that you can hear it? And also, how do I want to work with you to get to a resolution? Mm -hmm. So let's work on if this is what I need and you can't do that to me. Well, what's a version of my ask that you're actually able to do? I love that. And then it also provides space for the other person to dear man their desires and needs too Mm -hmm. and approaching this from a collaborative stance because manipulation is i need this you must do this now and if not i'm gone by right and so it's just such a different approach than manipulation totally so in in sort of starting to wrap up this conversation and just thinking a little bit more about uh standouts for today uh the the main thing that are, is standing out to me and and Carling, please feel free to jump in whenever is first and foremost we need to be paying attention to our overall sense of being emotionally overwhelmed or underwhelmed right if we're feeling really in our feels we might not be as effective as as mm-hmm. possible or if we're really in in our other things mm-hmm. uh if we're really in our halts we might not be able to be effective mm-hmm. so remember to halt Mm-hmm. interactions every once in a while yeah. so asking yourself are you hungry yeah. are you angry mm-hmm. are you lonely mm-hmm. are you tired and if you want to adopt halts are you feeling sexual totally right to then say what's actually fueling this interaction mm-hmm. for me right now mm-hmm. that might actually get in the way of, of effectiveness mm-hmm. and me being effective to then say you know what if it's either through a, an i feel about what i need mm-hmm. uh per Gottman method or uh, dear man how can I express to you quite clearly Mm -hmm. the facts of the situation the feelings that are associated to it in a very clear way uh, that will then tell you here's what's behind door number one and here's what's behind (laughs) door number two Mm -hmm. one thing at a time appearing quite confidently and willing to negotiate with you because all of this is important to me and you are important to me Absolutely. And I think, you know, alongside those awesome acronyms, just reminding self that you are worthy Mm -hmm. to, to express what you need, what Mm -hmm. you desire, right? And you are worthy to be authentic. Mm -hmm. I think self care is authenticity, right? And I think in order to be clear, in order to be assertive, in order to say no when everyone else is saying yes, you must be authentic and feel, believe that you are worthy of this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, until next time, enjoy improving your connections and enhancing your relationships. Bye, everyone. <laughs>